This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 236, Comic Talk, DC Marvel Solicitations for April 2015. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 236. It's the uh, Comic Talk episode for the DC Marvel solicitations for April 2015. Um, I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Welcome to the show. Uh, So uh, every month we look at the solicitations for DC and Marvel in an upcoming month. Um, Actually, as I'm recording this on uh, January 19th, we actually got the full uh, April 2015 solicitations from Marvel today, so I thought it might be a good opportunity to kind of go through uh, the DC and Marvel solicitations for April. Um, although I guess with April we knew a, a long time ago what a lot of those solicitations actually were, but now we have covers and all sorts of more information. So as always, I usually go through the Newsarama links uh, for the full solicitation, so I'm doing the same thing today, uh, starting with DC, and obviously April is Convergence. woo um, so I guess it all really starts April 8th, because it's a five-Wednesday uh, month. Uh, it starts off with Convergence number 1, written by Jeff King and Scott Lobdell. Artwork by Carlo Pagulian and Jason Paz. So that's the, the big beginning, um, as we have the heroes of Crisis, Zero Hour, Elseworlds, and more brought together for Convergence, which should definitely be interesting, and I think this is going to be a really big seller. I mean, this is going to be a big book. Uh, it's four ninety nine. Um I guess it's a, a weekly book because um, you have Convergence number two, written solely by Jeff King the following month, sorry, following week. Uh, Convergence three, also by Jeff King. Four, also by Jeff King. So uh, it should be interesting to see what this book is like. Um, and then we have a bunch of Convergence one shots, um, or I, I shouldn't say a bunch, a ton, a ton, a veritable giant crap load. Of convergence tie-ins, and it's interesting to see some of them because so, and especially based on the week, right? So April eighth, we have Convergence Nightwing and Oracle, which is starring heroes from the pre-Flashpoint DCU. So uh, it's um, should be interesting, and it's to, you have um, uh, Dick and, and Barbara together, and then you have uh, Flashpoint Hawkman and Hawkwoman going up against them. And that seems to be a lot of what we're going to be seeing this particular week is that we're going to be seeing uh, pre-Flashpoint versus uh, Flashpoint characters. Um, there's Convergence the Atom. Uh, I should talk about creative teams. The Nightwing Oracle one is written by Gail Simone, artwork by Jan Derzma so, and Dan Parsons. So I think that's actually going to be... Um, if I was to kind of break down by week which book I would be more, most excited about, I think I'm really excited about Convergence Nightwing Oracle. Um, the Adam, eh, I'm, I'm not as big a fan of Adam, so I'm okay uh, with kind of not caring as much about that. Convergence Batgirl, uh, Rick Leonardi, he gets to do the art here. I don't know Elisa Quitney who's doing the writing, though. Um, and it looks like it's Stephanie Brown as Batgirl. Uh, she gets attacked by Catman and Gorilla Grodd from Flashpoint. And she's going to fight alongside Cassandra Cain and Red Robin. So that sounds really exciting and interesting. Uh, Convergence, the question is Greg Rucka and Kelly Hamner. I get to do um, uh, a story of Renee Montoya as the question. And it looks like it's going to be Two-Face versus Another World's Harvey Dent, which is kind of a cool concept. Um, and again, Greg Rucka writing the question is kind of a no-brainer. Um, this one I'm excited about, Convergence Speed Force, number one, by Tony Bedard and Tom Grummet. So that's a pretty good team. Um, and these are all, by the way, 
um, two-issue miniseries. So this is the first issue. Um, and you have the fastest family alive loses its powers as Wally West and his, fam- his kids face an uncertain future while trapped away from home. Will they be able to outrun the chaos that follows the arrival of Flashpoint Wonder Woman? Um, I'm just excited to see Wally and his family. Like the, the Wally I remember and the family I remember, even if they don't necessarily have powers, it's still exciting. Uh, Convergence Superman number one by Dan Jurgens and Lee Weeks. Um, a powerless Superman is called upon to confront to protect Gotham City and his pregnant wife Lois Lane. Be nice to see, you know. Again, a lot of this. I mean, even if it's not necessarily the best stories, it's just going to be nice to see characters that are very familiar. Um, you know, I obviously like more so than any other era that's going to be represented in Convergence. The pre-Flashpoint era is kind of my era when I was reading a lot of more of DC. Um, I started getting more DC comics were in the early early aughts. Um, because I'd kind of been a Marvel, not a Marvel zombie, but well, I guess, you know, let's be fair, I guess I was pretty much a Marvel zombie for a long time. I knew a little bit about DC, I read a few things here and there, but I wasn't really following it. It wasn't until I met, and yes, this is his real name, uh, Ben Riley, um, who was, um, uh, we went to university together, and he's actually quite active on the, uh, um, HC Realms forums, as I believe Gargan is Scorpion. Um, but he uh, he kind of introduced me into DC Comics and understanding more about them and kind of expanding my horizons a little past just Marvel um, while in university. So I, that's kind of my, my takeaway or how I really got into DC characters and understanding more about them in their universe. Uh, Convergence, Batman and Robin. Um, and it looks like you've got uh, Batman and Damian Wayne and Jason Todd should be interesting as a kind of a combination. Convergence Harley Quinn. Nice to see Harley Quinn as the Harley Quinn I remember, and it looks like, it looks like it could almost just be called um, Gotham City, Gotham Sirens. I think it was uh, written by Steve Pugh, artwork by Phil Winslade, and I haven't seen a Winslade artwork in a while, so that should be interesting as well. Like again, a lot of these, more so than like usual when they kind of do these weird one shot ideas. These, I think this is going to be a really big month for DC. They're just going to kill it on sales because a lot of these just tap into that certain type of fan who really misses these characters. Uh, Convergence Justice League by Frank Thierry and Vicente uh, Sifuentes. And um, it's a Justice League story you never be- expected to see as it begins when Supergirl, Zatanna, Vixen, and Jade attend Jesse Quick's baby shower. And then it's going to have uh, Flashpoint Aquaman in it as well. Uh, Convergence Titans by Fabian Nicieza. Uh, as you have Starfire and Donna Troy tracked down Arsenal, uh, who had retreated at the loss of his arm and death of his daughter. So again, like, I, I feel like I can pick up any of these issues and really kind of get into it. Now it comes to an era that I wasn't really reading, so I'm a little less interested in. Uh, so on April 15th, we've got Convergence Aquaman, which is starring heroes from Zero Hour. So Aquaman has lost his home, his powers, and his hand, and now he faces his most difficult challenge, a battle to the finish with Death Blow by Tony Bedard and Cliff Richards. Now, what's interesting is that, like, the pre-Flashpoint ones feels like it's just where the characters were right before we lost them. Whereas this is going back to a very specific era and I guess kind of doing their own kind of timeline thing as if this was the current continuity or as if the Zero Hour kind of era was the last time we saw certain characters. So we've got a powerless Kyle Rayner um, visiting a Metropolis prison to see a devastated Hal Jordan who believes he's destroyed the uh, core. Um, which should be interesting to kind of see. Convergence Justice League International. So you get to see Ted Cord, Martian Manhunter, Fire and Ice starring as they uh, go up against the, the Kingdom Come universe, which is pretty brutal. Um, Convergence Supergirl Matrix. 
Um, so Supergirl, Lady Quark, and Ambush Bug are all in this. And again, that could be really interesting just to see the Matrix version of the character again because it's been a long time since we've seen her. Uh, Louise Simonson comes back to Convergence Superman, the Man of Steel, as we see uh, Steel defending Metropolis from Gen 13. Um, Batman Shadow of the Bat by Larry Hama and Philip Tan, as we get to see some uh, Azrael. Um, it shows the Batman, like as, as Azrael as Batman kind of image, but I don't know if that's really what we're getting here, but they're obviously trying to play on people's kind of remembrance of that period because it's a very famous period. Uh, there's a Catwoman by Justin Gray and Ron Randall. Not as interested. Convergence, uh, Green Arrow. Uh, just kind of see the first meeting between Oliver Queen and Connor Hawk, which could be kind of cool to see. It's by Christy Marks and Rags Morales. Um, and then and we have Convergence Suicide Squad by Frank Thierry and Tom Mandrake. Um, and it, it involves like the, the floating Nuova Fortress from Kingdom Come and then the Suicide Squad going up against it. So I think some of these will be a lot of kind of fun. Convergence Superboy, as we learn more about Connell, has he earned the right to be the new Man of Steel? Um, Carl Moline, I think, will be a great artist on this. Uh, Convergence New Teen Titans. So then we go back. So April 22nd, we have all these, you know, uh, Crisis and Infinite Earths characters. So we got uh, that, that kind of version of the Titans by Marv Wolfman and Nicholas Scott. That is going to be a great miniseries. Uh, Batman and the Outsiders by Mark Andreco and Carlos Donata. Or, or Donda, sorry. Um, not really sure what to expect from this. Again, it was a period that I wasn't... I was barely born. So it's really hard for me to have a good connection. But I think long-time DC fans who were around in this period are really going to be like super excited for this stuff. Um, Green Lantern Corps, same type of thing. As it's like that version of the Corps that existed during the crisis. Uh, Justice League America, it's got the... Uh, Elongated Man leading the Detroit Justice League against Kyrus from the Tangent Universe, which is kind of cool. Um, Convergence Wonder Woman, as we see, uh, Diana Prince. Um, it should be, uh, It's involving Red Rain characters. Uh, Adventures of Superman, we get to see the classic Supergirl um, and Superman uh, to, attempting to free their city via the Phantom Zone. Uh, Convergence The Flash, which uh, by Dan Abnett and Federico Delocchio. I don't actually know the uh, artist, but the writer, obviously, uh, ever knows Dan Abnett. Um, could be fun to kind of see the Flash going up against a uh, Tangent Universe foe. Uh, Hawkman, very classic kind of Hawkman, and they go up against the Deadly Land of Commandi. Uh Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes by Stuart Moore and Gus Storms. Um, this is just unique stuff. Len Wein is going to be writing a Swamp Thing uh, Convergence series, which could be cool. Uh, Convergence Action Comics by Justin Gray um, with Superman teaming up with Power Girl and it's, they're going to go up against characters from the Red Sun universe which is very cool um, Convergence Detective Comics by Len Wein and Dennis Cowan and Bill Sienkiewicz um, which is going to be Helena Wayne and Dick Grayson fighting side by side in memory of Bruce Wayne so that's kind of an Earth 2 story which is really cool uh, Convergence Infinity Inc. number 1 by Jerry Ordway and Ben Caldwell which is uh, the kids of Infinity Inc. And they go up against uh, a, a post-apocalyptic version of Jonah Hex. Uh, Convergence Justice Society of America Number 1 by Dan Abnett and Tom Derenick. Um, and um, Justice Society, like a retired Justice Society going up against uh, forces from the Cord universe. And we've got uh, Convergence World Finest Comics by Paul Levitz uh, starring the Seven Soldiers of Victory. Convergence Crime Syndicate, which I'm excited about, by Brian Bruchelotto and Phil Winslade. As we have the uh, Crime Syndicate, 
uh, which could fighting against the one million universes uh, version of Batman Superman, which just seems like such a weird, cool thing to see. Uh, Scott Lobdell doing, um, let's see. Actually, I, now that I think about it, I was just kind of thinking, I guess uh, the crisis um, kind of crossovers we're seeing both April 22nd and 29th, so I guess those are kind of the most that we're seeing kind of going through all of that period. And I guess it's because there's a lot more kind of varied things they're doing, like um, Convergence Blue Beetle, but which is uh, we're going to see uh, Blue Beetle, Captain Adam, and The Question, but the Charlton versions of those characters. Uh, Convergence Shazam by Jeff Parker and uh, Doc Shaner. Um, which is uh, Shazam versus Steampunk, which is the world of Gotham by Gaslight, which actually sounds pretty cool. Uh, Convergence Plastic Man and, excuse me, the, the Freedom Fighters. That's kind of a weird combination. Um, a Booster Gold one is probably the one I'm most excited about. With Unfortunately, Dan Jurgens isn't doing the art, but uh, excited to see what it's like, um, just to see Booster Gold. Because I really enjoyed the whole Booster Gold uh, series that was after 52, and so I just I'm excited to see more of him. He was the one of the few things I liked about the Justice League uh, International that came out of the New Fifty Two. Anyways, that's I guess the full April solicits. Although I think I I guess in at least the link I've found, it doesn't mention uh, their trade paperbacks. Just kind of their other things. Or I guess technically, actually, sorry. Apparently, the uh, collections are going to become available uh, Tuesday, January twentieth, which is actually the day before, sorry, the day after I record this. So. Uh, I can just talk about the actual conversions books themselves. Uh, let's switch over to Marvel then. Um, Marvel, April, you know, big month. We've got Uncanny Inhumans, which, I mean, I cannot believe that the Inhumans are going to have two ongoings. I'm excited that they're going to be given a shot, but realistically, I don't know if a lot of people care. Although Black Bolt's, you know, the, the biggest and probably the most famous Inhuman, the most recognizable Inhuman. So at least he's kind of a the one the, who's the main kind of star of this book. Uh, Steve McNiven's doing the art of the Inhu- Un- Uncanny Inhuman Zero. Sewell's writing it, and he's also writing the regular Inhumans book, so at least it could be really good. Who knows? Um, the Inhuman 14 by Sewell, but now he's got what, Andre Lima Areu on art, so I guess Stegman's not even doing it, or maybe he's just taking an issue off. Uh, you have an Inhuman special, so you can tell that the, uh, the uh, Inhumans are really the star of April uh, for uh, Marvel, I guess. Uh, which, and I guess this is going to be linking together a few different um, series that they've been doing these specials where it'll be a special that kind of goes throughout a few different ones. So uh, it's going to be linking Amazing Spider-Man, the Inhumans, and an all-new Captain America. So you're going to see specials from all of them. Uh, there's Kanan, the last Padawan, number one. Uh, which I guess is a character from Star Wars Rebels by Greg Weissman and Pepe Larraz. Uh, Princess Leia, the third issue of the five-issue miniseries by Mark Waid and Terry Dodson comes out. Uh, Darth Vader number four by Kieran Gillen and Salvador La Roca, as well as Star Wars number four by Jason Aaron and John Cassidy. So John Cassidy's still doing it four issues in. Yay! Uh, Avengers Operation Hydra, which looks like it's set in the uh, movie universe by Will Corona Pilgrim and Andrea DeVito. DeVito, yay, I don't know Pilgrim at all. Uh, James Patterson, Max Ride, First Flight, number one and two. I've ne- I have no idea what that is, but um, I guess it's based on a, a James Patterson's worldwide, worldwide best-selling series. I do not know about it myself, but hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's a good uh, adaptation. Uh, we got Secret Avengers 15 by Alice Cott and Michael Walsh. Um, it remains one of the most fun Avengers books I've ever read. 
Um, although it's really more of a shield book, and so I'm excited to see what they've got in store for us. Uh, Avengers of Millennium, number one to four. Four-issue miniseries, $4 an issue by Mike Costa, who I don't really know very well. Carmen D. Domenico is the artist, so at least it's going to be great art. Uh, I don't know if it needed to be a kind of a weekly. Um, and it's it, it's this idea of, you know, can Hydra try and change the past and the Avengers trying to stop them? A lot of Avengers stuff coming out in April. Uh, we've got Avengers Ultron Forever, uh, number one by Al Ewing and Alan Davis, uh, which is set 500 years into the future. And I guess this is, I think, kind of in the universe or the reality that we saw in during the original sin uh, tie-ins of Avengers. I could be wrong, but I think, excuse me, I think that's the plan. Um, there's New Avengers Ultron Forever number one, which is the part two of three. Um, then we've got the last kind of chapters of Time Runs Out in Avengers 44 and New Avengers 33 as the, the last issues of those particular books. Uh, Uncanny Avengers 4 by Rick Remender and Daniel Acuna uh, launching that kind of new book. Um, we'll, I, I'm really skeptical about this new team, but I'm hoping it's it's exciting. I mean, it's interesting because the Uncanny Avengers was kind of like the, the first launch of it had kind of the biggest, some of the biggest names on the Avengers and X-Men side. And now we've got this weird hodgepodge team, but, you know, Avengers do that all the time. They have these weird kind of teams that are weird characters. I mean, look at Avengers 16 where you had, you know, the kooky quartet. So, you know, maybe this will end up being a really solid story by Rick Remender. Uh, Avengers World 19 and 20 by Frank Barbier and Marco Cicero. As we see, they follow the Avengers and the Cabal rises. Um, I, I don't think there's really going to be a lot of surprises in this storyline because we've already seen what happens when time runs out, but it's just interesting to see that they're finally filling in the gaps a little for some of these characters that wouldn't normally be see, seen otherwise or elsewhere. Uh, Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man number 12 just says it's the epic conclusion and is this the end? Certainly starting to seem that way. Uh, Spider-Man and the X-Men gets two issues uh, by Elliot Kalan and Marco Fela. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the first issue. I don't think I'm going to be continuing with this. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 17 looks like we're finally done Spider-Verse and back to uh, regular Spider-Man stuff with Parker Industries, etc. And we're going to get an issue with The Ghost, who uh, it looks like it's going to be the more modern version of The Ghost, but um, it could be cool. Uh, Humberto Ramos is back on art. Dan Slott's still writing. Now, we go from having two issues a month to still getting two issues a month, but not really. We're basically getting an Amazing Spider-Man miniseries, but doing another one of these point one, point two, or I think it's supposed to be 17.1, 18.1, which is even more confusing in its own way. Uh, but it's written by Jerry Conway. So any Spider-Man fan worth his salt knows who Jerry Conway is. So that could be exciting. And Carlo Barberi doing art could be exciting. Um, a Spotty and a Wraith story is, could, could be really cool as well. Um, and going up against Hammerhead. So I'm actually really looking forward to this, even though I think the numbering is stupid. If it was just called, you know, Jerry Conway writes Amazing Spider-Man again, issues one to five, I probably would have bought that. Uh, Spider-Man 2099, number 11, looks like uh, Peter David and William Slinney finally get to go back to the current like kind of continuity and seeing uh, Spider-Man 29 still being a fish out of water, which was the initial premise that totally got waylaid by Spider-Verse. So I'm excited that it's going to kind of go back to that. Uh, Silk number three, I'm surprised this is even in a book, but I'll probably give it a shot. Uh, although I, I'm not a big fan of what's going on with um, Felicia Hardy, so I'm not a, sure I'm really going to dig it. Uh, Spider-Woman number six by Dennis Hopeless and Javier Rodriguez. 
the creative team alone is reason enough for me to want to re- want to read it. I just hope it's good. And considering the first few issues were what four issues were just a Spider Verse tie-in, so I'm interested to see what this book will feel like when it has its own flavor and isn't just being this weird Spider Verse tie-in with Greg Land artwork. Uh, Spider Gwen number three by Latour and Rodriguez. As we got to see Police Lieutenant Frank Castle getting a new assignment to get Spider Gwen. I'm sure she's not really called that, but I like that that's her name. That's the name of the book. It's kind of cool, uh, as opposed to just calling it Spider Girl or Spider Woman. Uh, Cyclops number 12 by Lehman and Garon. Surprise, this is still going on, but I guess it's a tie-in to Black Vortex, although it doesn't say what chapter it is. Uh, Captain Marvel is also tying into Black Vortex. So is Legendary Star-Lord. Uh, so is Gardens of the Galaxy and X-Men with Black Vortex Omega. Um... And we've got Rocket Raccoon number 10 kind of doing its own thing, but uh, Jacob Parker's doing art now and not Scotty Young. Uh, Gardens of the Galaxy 26 is, I guess, coming on the heels of the Black Vortex being over by Bendis and Valerio Shiti. Uh, Guardians 3000 number 7 sees a crossover with the modern day Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, that's by Abnet and Sandoval still. Guardians of the Galaxy gets a one shot called Best Story Ever by Tim Seeley and Jacopo. Camagni and Iban Coelho. I just feel like there's so much Guardians these days that they should almost relax a little. Like they're, it's kind of like what they did with Deadpool. Deadpool was hot, and then Deadpool had 800 million books. And it's like, fuck, I don't need to read another fucking Deadpool book. Uh, I kind of feel that way about Guardians of the Galaxy. It's, you know, I understand it was a big movie last year, and it's cool, but like, don't give us too much. Don't like, don't go ape shit on giving us so much overexposure of these characters. Uh, I'm still bitter because it's still they just still don't feel like the Guardians of the Galaxy that I started reading by when Abner and Lanning made them into a force to be reckoned with. Uh, the Bendisy version I've just never quite bonded to, and I guess I know that's more like the movie version, but that's not necessarily what I want to see in the comic because I really like the um, Star Lord, who's kind of the craggy, still somewhat of a cyborg cranky general in a war that we saw during Annihilation and Annihilation Conquest and then even leading into his own run on Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, the more modern version that Bendis has kind of popularized and then is much more um, reminiscent of the movie, it's just not really my thing. Uh, we got Guardians Team Up by John Lehman and Otto Schmidt. Uh, it's good to see a team up, uh, which would appear to be uh, in New York City. So we'll see about that. So for Surfer number 11, uh, it's going to be a special oversized 499 40-page issue by Mike Allred and Dan Slott. Apparently it's going to be something really special, a modern-day Marvel comic we're going to be talking about for years to come. And you know what? I believe it because these two creators have been doing just gangbusters on this series. I've really been digging the Silver Surfer. Um, it's just been so charming, and Mike Allred's artwork, I've never enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed it here. Uh, we've got two issues of Noga, Nova, sorry, so because it, it's uh, double shipping in the uh, hot on the heels of the Black Vortex crossover. Uh, it's by Jerry Dugan and David Baldion still, and they're just doing such a great job. Got some Marvel Universe tie-ins to some of the animated projects, uh, Avengers Assemble, Ultimate Spider-Man, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, new issue of Miss Marvel by G. Willow Wilson and Takeshi Miyazawa, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Uh, I'm really excited to see that artist back, though. Uh, loved his take on Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. Uh, really excited to see his take on Miss Marvel. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, Marvel's starting a new program called True Believers, where they're going to have um, these, you know, kind of one-shots for like a dollar to kind of give you 
an entry point into some of the biggest stories in Marvel history. Uh, so you got True Believers, Infinity Gauntlet number one, which has material from Infinity Gauntlet number one. Same thing for Marvel Zombies, uh, Age of Apocalypse, uh, Civil War, Planet Hulk, House of M, uh, Old Man Logan, uh, Armor Wars, Miles Morales, uh, Age of Ultron, um, there's a Powers First. I think it's going to be really cool to kind of, as an entry point, I don't know if exactly who's going to be picking these up, but I'm glad that these at least exist as a way of kind of, as a sampler or an idea, getting in a, into something that you may not necessarily have read otherwise. Uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, number two, cannot believe that this is actually becoming a comic, but all the more power to Disney and Marvel. Uh, Howard the Duck, uh, his new launch, gets a tie-in to... Um, to uh, the Guardians, it's by Chip Zarsky and Joe Quinones. Who knows? Um, George Romero's Empire of the Dead, Act Three, Number One. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. I'm not a big fan of the art. Uh, I was reading part of the first issue. Just a different artistic, excuse me, style to Squirrel Girl, and it's not really to my taste. Uh, Daredevil 15 by Mark Wade and Chris Somney. So sad this is going to be ending soon because just they've been just doing such an amazing job on this book, and it's so so amazingly well read. Uh, sorry, it's just an amazing read, uh, not well read. Uh, Daredevil 15.1 by Mark Guggenheim, Mark Wade, and Chris Somney on writing chores. Peter Krause and Somney do an art. Uh, the Life and Times of Daredevil, 50 years in the making, as it's his, uh, I guess his 50th anniversary this year. Got uh, Thor number 7 as the Battle for the Hammer Rages On uh, by Aaron and Dowderman. I'm not a big fan of Dowderman. It's not really, I don't know, I, I've, I've looked at it and it's just not really the art style for me. Uh, Shield number five uh, is we have a guest starring Scarlet Witch and it's Mike Troy and artwork this issue. Uh, Old New Hawkeye number two by Jeff Lemire and Ramon Perez. Um, I, I'm definitely going to give this uh, series a shot. Hulk 14 and 15 by Dugan and Bagley or Bagley, sorry. I've, I've just absolutely am so digging the current run on Hulk. Um, every issue uh, I just think it's been so great. Um, Mark Wade obviously started this you know particular uh, series where he had uh, Banner getting shot in the head and then Dugan has come along and told such an extremely engaging story of Doc Green the artwork's been fantastic by Bagley maybe at times Hulk looks a little scrawny because uh, Mark Bagley's style tends towards more kind of live uh, skinnier characters but it's been great uh, I'm really digging it and I cannot wait to get this double shipped month uh, I think it's going to be for the good uh, Fantastic Four 645, as uh, we get the most controversial Fantastic Four story, concludes in an exercise special. It's a 68-page, 599, huge book. I mean, come on. Realistically, we're probably going to get them back in a couple months. Like, I doubt they're going to be off the table that long. There's just no way. Uh, Superior Iron Man number 7 and 8 by Tom Taylor. Although now he's Thomas Ray Taylor, not just Tom Taylor. Um... Yildirai Sinar is doing issue 8's artwork, and Laura Braga is doing uh, issue 7. Um, we'll see how this is. I mean, I, I'm still not sure how I feel about this book existing and him kind of being a dick and having escaped from uh, uh, Axis. Uh, Angela Asgard's Assassin number 5. I really don't know. I could ta I could leave this book. I mean, I read, I think, what, the first couple of, first two issues, and it just really wasn't for me. Um, Deathlock number seven, Edmondson and Perkins. This has been such a great series so far. I think we've had four issues. Um, I'm really loving every issue. It's really well written. Uh, the most recent issue in some ways felt like a kind of half an issue, but other than that, um, I, I do like the, the overall plot and how it's being developed. Operation Sin number four by Catherine Eminen and Rich Ellis. I don't 
think this necessarily needs to exist as a series, but it's kind of fun to see the um, how big of an impact uh, Haley Atwell's performance as Peggy Carter has had in the Marvel Universe, and now suddenly Peggy Carter's getting her own series, um, not only on TV, but also on um, in comics, and that really is a testament to the power of the movies and Haley Atwell's portrayal of a character and the fact that people really responded to it and then wanted to see more of it. Uh, we got Ant-Man number four by Spencer and Rosanas. Um, I read the first issue. I liked it, but I definitely had my reservations, so let's see what it's like. Um, then we got uh, another Nathan Edmondson book in Punisher number 17 with Mitch Grads on art. And it looks like we've got Punisher versus Captain America, which is cool. Uh, Black Widow 17. Uh, Nathan Edmondson's just been doing a great job in Black Widow, so I'm excited to see what happens in the newest issue of that. Uh, all New Captain America number 6 by Remender and Eminem. Eminem's just been killing it. The art is so great on this book. Um, the third issue was extremely solid. Remender really kind of gets the Sam Wilson character. I'm really digging how he's making him different and really step, um, really get the spotlight and, and be his own man and still be Captain America, but a very different version of Captain America that still honors the legacy of the Falcon as a character. Very cool. Uh, Moon Knight 14 by Colin Bunn and Ron Atkins. As we've got a new chapter bringing you horror and sanity of Moon Knight to new heights. Uh, we've got, uh, I'm surprised that Loki agent of Asgard is making it past the 12th issue as it hits issue 13. Um, Captain America and the Mighty Avengers is the glove against Cortex. I haven't really been digging this book at all. It's just not, I, I like that it exists. I like the cast. I'm just really haven't been enjoying it all that much. Uh, Iron Fist the Living Weapon by Kyrie Andrews. Um, great book. I mean, it's one of the most unique looking books and unique uh, narratives that you're going to have uh, that you're going to find, but it's really cool. Bucky Barnes Winter Soldier, number seven, by Alice Cotton and Marco Rudy. No, that's a very unique book, too, but I just don't think it's a good one, to be honest. Uh, Dark Tower, The Drawing of the Three, House of Cards, number two, by Firth and David on, uh, on script. Uh, in the X Men kind of way of things, we have Uncanny X Men 34 as Mystique Returns. Um, all new X Men 40 and 41 as kind of the secret of the Utopians. As Mahmoud Azrar continues as the artist on All New X Men, uh, Magneto number 17. As we get to see more of uh, Magneto kind of taking mutants into his care on Genosha, uh, Amazing X Men continues the uh, Juggernaut storyline of the once and future Juggernaut. Uh, Return of the Loving Deadpool, Wolverines. I cannot believe this weekly still going by Sewell and Ray Fox. Um, although I gotta say I enjoyed the first issue I haven't read the second yet so we'll see what if it's still gonna be entertaining by issue 16 uh, Deadpool number 250 which is also issue 45 uh, it's a 96 page $10 extravaganza it's not for me because I'm just not that huge Deadpool fan but for Deadpool fans this could be really exciting uh, Storm X-Men with G. Willow Wilson ending her first X-Men story and then we get into the trades so we got a Powers Omnibus which has uh, 12, 1,296 pages of Powers Goodness, the first 37 issues of the 2000 Powers uh, series. Um, we have the king-size Kirby slipcase hardcover, which is a, a giant, or not even that giant, but it's an oversized 816-page collection of a lot of different Jack Kirby storylines. Uh, and issues. We have the Thanos, the Infinity Relativity original graphic novel hardcover, written and penciled by Jim Starlin. Uh, the Figment hardcover comes out 
Uh, we've got the Road to Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron, the Art of the Marvel Cinematic Universe hardcover, which seems cool. Uh, the Spider-Verse hardcover, which has everything from Spider-Verse, including all, mo- I think all the times. Um, yeah, I think it's all of them. It's uh, 624 pages for 75 bucks. Uh, Marvel's The Avengers Age of Ultron Art of the Movie Slipcase Edition. Um, for those in loving Time Runs Out, we've got the Avengers Time Runs Out Volume 3 hardcover, which collects um, five issues of the overall storyline. Uh, from Epic Collection-wise, we've got an Avengers Epic Collection, Behold the Vision, which is uh, Avengers 57 to 76, which that's a, a large swath of issues. Um, you got Avengers Vision and Scarlet Witch trade paperback, collecting the 1982 Vision and Scarlet Witch miniseries, as well as Giant Size of Avengers for number four. Uh, they're reprinting Avengers West Coast Vision Quest uh, by John Byrne. I guess it's not a big surprise that they're coming back out with it, considering uh, that the Vision's going to be playing a big part, or at least a part, in the upcoming Avengers Age of Ultron movie. Uh, Uncanny Avengers Volume 4 trade paperback comes out. Um, Marvel's Daredevil, Defender of Hell's Kitchen Season 1 hardcover. I think this just kind of focuses on the movie. Um, got Star Wars Legends Epic Collection, The New Republic Volume 1. Now that Marvel's got their hands on the entire back catalog of uh, Dark Horse comics, they're just going crazy. And I think this is cool that this new kind of collection of things kind of, kind of happening in order. Um, it's a great concept and it's actually making me interested in kind of collecting all these Star Wars comics. Uh, in a way that I, I really wasn't that interested before. Uh, Thor God of Thunder Volume 2, which is an oversized hardcover collecting the second half of Jason Aaron's Thor run before it was relaunched with the uh, Goddess of Thunder. Speaking of the Goddess of Thunder, there's the first hardcover for the um, newly relaunched Thor series. Uh, we got um, uh, Marvel Masterworks The Mighty Thor Volume 14, uh, Star Wars, Star War, uh, Secret Wars Prelude Trade Paperback, which has got to be the worst hodgepodge of comics I've ever read. It's the first three issues of Hickman's relaunched Avengers. Okay, sure. Uh, Marvel Superhero Secret Wars, the last three issues of the original Secret Wars. That's fucked up. Uh, Fantastic Four 611, also by Hickman. Ultimate Comics Spider-Man number one. Huh? And Ultimate Comics Ultimates number four. What the hell kind of weird mixture is this? It just seems so strange. Uh, Axis Revolutions, which wasn't a very good miniseries, is getting a trade paperback. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man Edge of Spider-Verse trade paperback. It's the five Edge of Spider-Verse um, uh, one-shots. Well, it was a miniseries, but really it was a series of one-shots, including the first appearance of Spider-Gwen. So if you didn't get a chance to read that issue, uh, you can pick up this trade paperback and uh, you'll be able to read her origin, which is a really cool origin issue. It's, it was so popular and so well done that that's why we have a Spider-Gwen ongoing. Uh, original Sins, the um, again not a not a not a great miniseries, but it's coming into tra- trade paperback form. Uh, original Sin itself is coming into trade paperback form. Another epic collection, Fantastic Four epic collection, Strange Days. I'm actually, you know what? I haven't really been picking up the Fantastic Four epic collections. I've been sticking kind of to Amazing Spider-Man just because I and the Daredevil because I think eventually there's going to be like twenty something volumes of these, and I don't know if I want to commit to all that but this Fantastic Four one definitely makes me excited it um, is volume 25 in the Epic Collection series for Fantastic Four it basically goes right up to the end of the FF leading into Heroes Are Born Um, this is an era I don't remember much about but I remember when I was what 13 years old reading um, what was it called Fantastic Four The Legend which actually speaking of is actually in this um, 
this epic collection and it was this really cool one shot that came right after they ended the book and it was kind of a looking back at the history and the costumes and the, the timeline of important issues. And for kind of a, a junkie who's really starting to get into comics at that time, it was super exciting, a really cool resource. And now it's going to be reprinted in this epic collection. And that means presumably we'll see the Thor, the Legend, and Iron Man the Legend uh, one-shots as well, uh, which I also remember picking up when I was a kid, uh, like 13 years old. And uh, they were a huge part of kind of... My, kind of fermenting my love of some of this stuff. So very cool to kind of see that that's going to be reprinted in this collection, uh, Strange Days, uh, which also has the Hyperstorm storyline and stuff that I remember reading about but not never truly reading the issues. So i got to say I'm super excited that I, I might finally take the plunge and start picking up these Fantastic Four epic collections. Uh, this makes me excited. Uh, Old New X-Men Volume 5, trade paperback, one down, uh, which has the uh, storyline that brings back the future X-Men that were in the Battle, Battle of the Atom or for the Atom uh, storyline. Uh, for those following Uncanny X-Men, it's Volume 4 versus S.H.I.E.L.D. I just am not a big fan of Uncanny X-Men, so I'm not going to be buying that. Uh, Savage Hulk Volume 2, Down, the, down to the Crossroads. Um, wasn't a huge fan of this, so I'll probably avoid it. And then there's X-Force Volume 3, Ends and Means. Uh, Bucky Barnes, The Winter Soldier Volume 1. Uh, I would avoid this personally just because I just don't think it's... I It wants to be edgy and cool and different, and I read it, and I'm just like, I don't care. Uh, Old New Ghost Rider Volume 2 Legend by Felipe Smith and Damon Scott. Uh, or Damien Scott, sorry. Now we have the Omnibus that I never thought they would do. They're doing it, and God help me, I'm going to have to pick this up. I, I don't think I can avoid it. It's the X-Men and Avengers Onslaught Omnibus. And Onslaught's really my foray into the Marvel, my first big crossover that I ever read. I mean, I'd read Age of Apocalypse, but not like this. Like, Age of Apocalypse I read, I think, in newsstand, I picked up um, Astonishing X-Men 1 and 4, Amazing X-Men 1, and, like, Weapon X 2 or something. Um, but this one, like, Onslaught, I was actually starting to read the X-Men books, like, a couple months prior. Um, I really kind of got to read a lot of this as it was happening. It was super exciting as a kid. I was, uh, what was this, 96? I was, you know, 12 years old. So the 12-year-old in me wants this so bad. It's, you know, $125. I mean, on Amazon, it'll probably be about 90 or something. Uh, it's almost, it's 1,296 pages. Um, I have the Onslaught Epic trade paperbacks. There's no reason in the world for me to pick this up. I have a lot of the original singles, although I'm going to be selling those hopefully soon. I have the trade paperbacks. There's no reason for me to pick up this giant fucker, but I think I'm going to do it anyway. I, I don't think I can stop myself from buying this this giant Onslaught collection. I, I want to say that I'm strong enough to say no, but I really don't think I am. Um, I, I think this is just so tailor-made for me that I don't think there's any way in the world that I could not buy this for myself. And, like, is there $90 I could put anywhere else that would probably be better spent? Absolutely. Does that mean I'm going to do it? Nope. I'm probably going to buy this. Um, even though I definitely don't need it. Uh, speaking of things I don't need but want anyway, we have the Secret Warriors Complete Collection Volume 1. I already have the, um, the Omnibus, so there's no, again, no need, no reason for this at all. I, uh, I think I had my singles, and I think I sold them at one point, and then I sold the, um, Trey Pepperbacks too, although I can't really remember what happened to all that stuff, but it's such a great series that, no, I, I don't need the trades. I do not need them. Uh, but, yeah, but the, that Onslaught Omnibus, that I need. 
Uh, Civil War, Miss Marvel Tree Paperback. I felt like this this almost felt like a mistake. Like, why is it here? Like, it's a weird branding to kind of bring Miss Marvel this you know this particular what five five issues or six issues back. I don't I don't I don't even know what the point is. It's a, a weird decision to kind of rebrand and bring it back, but whatever. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy got a prose novel for uh, their Steal the Galaxy storyline, and that is everything that comes out in, from Marvel in April 2015. So I guess that's our episode. So thank you for listening to me prattle on about DC and Marvel in April, uh, especially for wax, waxing rhapsodic about um, Onslaught, the storyline that just keeps on giving for me. Um, actually, we have talked about Onslaught before on the podcast. Actually, it was our episode 200 uh, focus to our flashback to Onslaught that I did with uh, Paul Scores. If you want to give that a listen, you can go back and listen to episode 200. That was our big flashback. At some point in the next year, I would hope before episode 300, the plan is to do a, a multi-part um, series looking back at Age of Apocalypse. Uh, it's big enough that I think that I don't think that uh, I could do it in one episode. I hope that we're going to have uh, Paul Scores and Nathan Strzok on the episode. So again, the three of us talking about something that w- that is near and dear to our hearts, it's going to go longer than your typical episode. So I think we might be breaking it up into maybe three or four installments that we would do over the course of a few months. Because uh, if we did that in one sitting, I don't think Nate would ever talk to me again. And I think uh, by the end, him and I would have no voice and Paul would have to carry an episode on his own because it would be like a mammoth seven-hour extravaganza considering how we've been able to take stuff like operation zero tolerance and stretch it out for like two hours uh i don't think there's even a question of the fact that we could take the age of apocalypse and make it just the most ridiculously long episode we've ever done and we've done some long episodes but i think we would probably outdo ourselves anyways thank you for joining me for episode uh, 236 um next episode will be our reviews episode for the uh let's see january 14th releases and that'll be coming out on the 21st of january and then episode 238 i have no idea what i'm going to be doing um i didn't even know i was going to be doing this episode about solicitations until today's release of the marvel ones and i was like you know what i'd like to get an episode out that that would work perfectly so anyways um hopefully episode 238 will be exciting and fun and uh hopefully maybe i'll even have a guest but uh, we're working on kind of working out the scheduling it's very difficult um when the people that you do a podcast with, one of them has you know a family of five and the other moves out of town. And it's very difficult to align schedules, especially when you have a child of your own. So I do hope that at some point we can start having guests more regularly on the episode, on the series. Um, as, as much as I, I know I'm very exciting to listen to, but it is nice to have another... Um, another voice in the in the, in the mix um and i guess the last time we had someone else on was i guess 232 so it hasn't been that long um since we had someone else on the show but still i would like to get more frequent guests uh kind of jumping on uh so that it's not just me prattling on but i do appreciate your patience and um and your continued patronage of the show i really do appreciate it i know that we've uh um yeah i just really appreciate everyone who listens to the show it's uh, something i i do enjoy doing uh, enjoying talking about comics into a vacuum and hoping that someone's listening. And it's nice to know that there are some people listening and actually caring about and uh, listening to the show every week. So thank you. I really do appreciate it. Uh, so if you want to email me, you can do so at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And you can post on our HROMs thread when they go up as well. Thanks again for listening to this episode, and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.